French Open overnight and Iga Schwartek, 19-year-old pole one. Elle remporte son premier titre du Grand Chelem, Iga Schwartek. Chris Bauer joins us out of the French, and thank you so much, Chris. What a moment! What a victory for Iga. Yes, I mean, first time a French uh, women's title has been won without a, the champion dropping a set for 13 years. Justine Enam was the last person. Um, but yes, she showed remarkable composure. I mean, coming into this final, I thought Sophia Kenin was the favourite. Um, Kenin is 21, but already a Grand Slam champion, having won the Australian Open. Siontek is 19. Uh, she'd never won a tour-level tournament. And in fact, in her speech at the end, she said, I'm sorry, I'm not very good at speeches. It's a couple of years since I last won a tournament, uh, which is very sweet. Um, but she didn't show any nerves at all. She went for it right from the beginning. And uh, she opened up a three-love lead in a matter of eight minutes. And although it got close in the first set, she was never seriously threatened. And although Kenin had an injury, I don't think one should allow that to detract from the fact that um, Sviantec has put Poland on the Grand Slam singles map. They've won doubles titles before in the majors, but never a singles, but they have now. Chris, that was going to be my next question. When was the last time that anyone from Poland won? Oh, this is a brilliant story. It is a, it is a brilliant story. Um, I mean, it's part of the expansion of tennis around the world. You know, it, it's remarkable that tennis, tennis is in its current form. The history only goes back just under 150 years to the early 1870s. Uh, but it took until the early 1970s before one of the um, Grand Slam nations didn't win the Davis Cup. It was so much in the family of the established nations for the first hundred years. And yet over the last 40, 50 years, the tennis gospel has spread. I mean, if you want a Polish Grand Slam champions, I mean, Wojtek Stiebak is a name that people will remember. He won um, a couple of majors in the 70s. Um, another, another one... Um, well, the, the the last Polish finalist was in 1939 at the French Open. Um, Agnieszka Radwanska was a finalist at Wimbledon in 2012. So there have been players from Poland, but I think Igor Świątek is the real deal. And to do this at 19, I suspect this could be one of at least half a dozen major titles that she wins. Chris Bauer, correspondent from the French Open for us. And... In terms of international tennis and world tennis, it's delightful that there are just so many young women coming through. But in terms of being superstars and being another Serena, how do they how do they kind of balance that out? You know where I'm going? I do. I mean, the thing about Serena is that she was a one-off, and Serena had something about her. I mean, Serena and Venus Williams, they were, although they had been... Um, african-american players before them they actually took it to a whole new level they dominated women's tennis and serena is still around not just because of her skin color but because of her general presence and she's she's kept around at the top and i think they're very very big shoes to fill and i don't think they will be filled by one person for a while we've had a real spread of um women grand slam champions over the last few years uh, in terms of the names who I expected to come through, well, you need somebody with both charisma and consistency. And we've had plenty of players with charisma, and we haven't had that many with consistency. There have been so many different winners. I mean, for me, Ash Barty and Simona Halep, who are the number one and two in the women's rankings, and will be next week after this tournament, um, they, for me, uh, are the dominant players in the women's game but they're not dominant in the way Serena Williams was they're not dominant in the way Steffi Graf and Monica Seles were and uh, before them Martina Navratilova and Chris Evert so I think 
Um, we're still waiting for a player who could be dominant. It could be Sviantec in about four or five years' time, but I don't know. And winning one Grand Slam title, especially when you're still a teenager, is not proof of how long your longevity will prove to be. Let's turn our attention then to tonight. One versus two. It's Novak versus Rafa. It, it's, 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 it's quite kind of queer to think, isn't it, that here's a guy that's going for his 13th on clay in Paris, yet he's not the top seed. Do you still feel he's the favourite, though, Rafa? Yeah, I wouldn't get too hung up on seedings. I mean, seedings are based on rankings, and rankings are based on consistency of results. And there's no question Djokovic has been by far the most consistent player. I mean, Djokovic hasn't lost a match this year, which has actually ended conventionally. The only one he's lost was when he was disqualified for hitting a ball which accidentally hit a, a line umpire in the throat at the US Open. So apart from that, he's unbeaten this year, which is just phenomenal, given that I know we've lost five months of the year. But even if we hadn't, it's, uh, you know, he's, he's up to 40 matches. Um, so Djokovic is, for me, the favourite, but not because he's been that consistent, but because, for me, Nadal, um, I think he's the only person in the draw who Nadal fears. It's very, very difficult to beat Nadal over two sets on clay. It's virtually impossible over three sets. But Djokovic, A, has done it, albeit back in 2015 when Nadal was not at his best. And B, uh, Djokovic knows how to beat Nadal. And I think that will make Nadal more nervous. Um, if Nadal wins the first set, then I think Nadal could win it. If Djokovic wins the first set, then I think um, Djokovic will win the match. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I think Djokovic could come back after dropping the first set. I'm not sure Nadal could, because I think Djokovic would just grow in confidence. So um, I wouldn't get too hung up on, on the seedings. Um, but you will find as many people that say Nadal's the favourite as Djokovic. Chris Bauer at the French for us at Roland Garros. Uh, Chris, you're witnessing history here. We're witnessing history here. Just cast your mind back and think. 13 titles. Here's a guy going for his 20th. Roger's got 20. Uh, Novak's going for, what, his 18th. We keep saying this every time we talk, don't we? But we've got to stop and actually breathe, smell the roses, and enjoy what is happening in front of us here because who knows if this is the only time we get to see this kind of com competitiveness with so many great players at that level well i think it is i mean as i said we, we we have 150 years of history of tennis in its current modern day form and i don't think we've ever had an era quite like this and it's not just federer and al djokovic dominating it's the fact that they are dominating by such an extent i mean in even in the era of agassi sampras courier there was never a dominance at this level um lendl edberg um uh, sorry, Lendl and Villander, Becker and Edberg, uh, going back to Borg, McEnroe, Connors. Um, that was probably as close as you get, but even they weren't as dominant as uh, these guys are. It is remarkable. And I will add this, and I am the biographer of two of those three, of Federer and Djokovic. They are all three of them first-rate human beings, something you could not have said about the, um, the, the most of those others I've listed. Uh, uh, Mats Villander was always a very, very decent guy. And Jim Courier has become, since his playing days, a very decent human being. But Federer, Nadal and Djokovic are uh, superb human beings in their playing days and have been. Although they, they will sometimes generate a little bit of a skirmish and Djokovic isn't to everybody's taste. But those three, plus I would add Andy Murray to that, who... Um, I think would have won more titles had he not had misfortune to play at the same time as those great three. They are all first-rate human beings who I think um, have elevated the 
human dimension of tennis beyond simply their dominance on the court. DRS. Thank you, Chris. Chris Bauer, who has written Novak's biography as well.